Welcome to Goop Tales, episode 16, Vegetta and the Blue Grotto. I'm Maria Calancini, and I'm the author of Goop Tales. And in today's episode, the little goop, Vegetta, who is named Vegetta because she always fidgets. She just can't sit or stand still. Well, Vegetta ends up going to the Blue Grotto in Capri, and she meets with a sea monster and a mermaid or two. Just listen to the story and you'll find out what happens with that sea monster. And at the end of the story, I'm going to tell you how you can see all of the photos that go with Vegetta and the Blue Grotto. So I will see you on the other side. Vegetta never disobeyed. She never quarreled when she played. She never scowled or shook her head when it was time to go to bed. But how she fidgeted while dressing, her mother found it most distressing. Chapter 1 Once upon a time, there was a little goop girl named Vegetta. She always wore a tiny hat that looked as if it were a crown, and she always carried a small red flag. Vegetta was one happy goop, and the other goops loved having her around because she had an infectious (laughs) laugh that made everyone around her joyful. She did have one odd little habit, though. Whenever she grew anxious, she couldn't stop fidgeting and moving. She used her red silk flag to wave around whenever she needed to fidget and felt instantly better. The goops knew that when Fidgetta started to fidget, she couldn't focus on anything else. So they only wanted to play with her when she was calm. This meant that if she was fidgeting, she would probably be playing alone. One glorious afternoon in late summer, Fajetta was at home playing with her dolls when Sulky came calling. Sulky and Fajetta got on very well because Sulky was never bothered by Fajetta's fidgeting. He was usually too busy sulking about something. Fajetta and Sulky set out together for a midsummer's night walk. They giggled and chatted together as they strolled towards the magic forest. Along the way, Fajetta smelled the cool evening air. It wavered between warm and cold with shots of chili, and it reminded Fajetta of the night air that drifted in her bedroom window when she was getting ready for bed. Fajetta didn't like to get ready for bed, and she would always fidget. As soon as she felt the cool night air, she started to fidget like she did when it was bedtime. She flailed around, moving her arms and legs. Vegeta, you need to stop fidgeting, said Sulky. You're making me nervous now. I can't, replied Vegeta. If you don't calm down, you're going to make everyone nervous. Everyone? Silly, there is no everyone. It's just you and I in the magic forest, said Vegeta. Hmm. Well, I count as someone, said Sulky in a very sulky tone. Then he sat down on the forest floor and started to sulk. Fajetta wasn't in the mood to listen to him sulk, so she kept on walking into the magic forest, fidgeting all the while and wishing the cool, crisp air would go away. As she fidgeted, she heard a voice say, Everyone? 
You don't think there is an everyone in the forest? What about the trees? Don't we count? Vegeta's eyes grew wide as saucers as she slowly looked around. That's right, the trees. We count too. And you're making us nervous. This is never a good idea. As Vegeta looked around, she saw the trees start to twist and move and bend in funny directions. They were fidgeting, just like Vegeta. This made Vegeta even more anxious, and she fidgeted more. It took only a moment, and the whole forest was whipped into a fidgeting frenzy. Vegeta was dancing a wild dance, and the trees were dancing right back with her. The more she moved, the more they twisted and turned. Neither the trees nor Vegeta were able to stop themselves. Everywhere she looked, the trees were twisting. Vegeta looked around for Sulky, but he had long since disappeared. She saw one tree that seemed to be still, so she started to climb it. But as she approached the tip of the tree, she discovered that it was tying itself in knots at the top. Vegeta tried to turn around and climb back down the tree, but it was too late. The knotted treetop scooped her right up. Chapter 2 Vegeta could feel herself squirming and twisting, and the more she did so, the more the tree twisted around her. The tree bark was rough and scratchy like sandpaper, and Vegeta put up a fierce struggle to get away. Finally, the tree surrendered and flung Vegeta from its branches. She felt like she was flying across the world. She could see the earth spinning around her. It was shades of ocean blue and glowing fluorescent green. It spun so fast that Vegeta couldn't make out anything. She was momentarily blinded by a deep yellow sun that peeked out, so she shut her eyes and spun even faster until she finally landed with a huge splash in cool water. The water softened her landing and awakened her senses. Vegeta looked around and discovered she was in a deep blue grotto. She saw a tiny doorway in the cave with sunlight streaming through. Now, Vegeta had always been a strong swimmer, so she wasn't scared of water. But the cave made her nervous, so she started to twist and flail, and she wasn't really swimming well at all. Vegeta, look at me. Follow me. You must get out of the grotto. I can help you. Vegeta heard a soft, calming voice call out to her. She glanced around and saw a beautiful mermaid with blonde hair and a blue-scaled tail. Vegeta was so surprised at seeing a mermaid that she stopped fidgeting and began to swim towards her. She waved her feet up and down just like the mermaid, and soon she was gliding through the water with ease. She followed the mermaid through underwater passages and in and out of caves. They swam and swam. Vegeta didn't know where she was going, but she followed the graceful mermaid. The water was cool and calming. When they finally emerged from the water, Vegeta glanced around to see walls of white rocks everywhere. 
There was a rocky white beach in front of her, and she climbed up onto it. The mermaid stayed in the water, flipping about. Listen to me, said the mermaid. You landed in the blue grotto, and Belladonna won't like that. She will send sea monsters after you. Yikes! Who is a Belladonna? asked Fajetta. She is the starfish mermaid. A spell was cast on her by the sea god Neptune because she refused to sing to him. He took away her voice and doomed her to silence forever. She believes she can break the spell if she captures creatures with a voice and keeps them captive. She would like to capture me, but Neptune would never allow that. You, on the other hand, are a curious little creature, and you have a voice. I believe she will want to catch you and keep you in the blue grotto. Oh no, please no. I don't want to be the prisoner of Belladonna. Can you help me? What's your name? I'm Starina. I've lived in the Blue Grotto for my entire life, which has been two centuries now. And yes, I can help you. But you must do as I say. Just then, Starina and Vegeta heard a splashing sound in the water, and five golden tips pierced the water's surface. Quickly, that is Belladonna. You must come dive in and follow me now. The mermaid dove under the water and disappeared. Vegeta went to follow her, but she was wearing a long beaded necklace and it got caught in the rocks. She tugged and tugged, but the more she did so, the more tangled she got. Vegeta struggled with her necklace for quite some time, and when she finally freed herself, she walked down to the edge of the ocean. Starina had disappeared. But Belladonna was lying on the shore, half covered by foamy water, and she wasn't moving. Chapter 3 Vegeta was overcome by fear as she looked around. Belladonna wasn't moving, and Starina was long gone. Was this a trap? Vegeta was so sweet at heart that she couldn't bear the thought of just leaving Belladonna. She was so peaceful and beautiful, just lying on the shore. She wore a pearl-encrusted crown shaped like a starfish. Vegeta found it hard to believe that this gorgeous creature would ever do her any harm. She waved her tiny flag over the mermaid's face, back and forth, back and forth. Oh, Belladonna, please wake up, please wake up. After a few moments, the mermaid's eyes started to move. Vegeta thought about running quickly away, but before she could, she heard the mermaid say, Oh, sweet girl, who are you? What are you doing here? Vegeta was stunned to hear Belladonna speak, as she thought Neptune had stolen her voice. Belladonna? You can speak? murmured Vegeta. Belladonna? Why do you call me that? That is not my name. Starina told me your name is Belladonna and that you can't speak because Neptune put a spell on you and you would want to capture me for my voice, cried out Fajetta. Oh no, sweet girl, I am not Belladonna. I'm Starina. Tell me, what did this Starina 
that you speak of look like? What did she want? asked the mermaid. Well, she was a pretty mermaid with blonde hair and blue scales, and she told me to follow her, and she would help me so that you couldn't capture me for my voice. Oh, no, darling girl, you've been tricked. I'm Starina. Just look at my crown. The mermaid you're describing is Rizodis. She is a sea monster that has terrorized the blue grotto of Capri for centuries. She can disguise herself as a beautiful mermaid, but you must not trust her. She will try to get you to break her spell so that she can grow legs and go on land. But if you break her spell, you will lose your voice forever. Don't believe anything she says. Fajetta could feel her head spinning. So much was happening so quickly, and she didn't know whom to believe. How could she tell who was lying and who was telling the truth? She thought back to the times when she tried to tell a little lie and remembered that every time she did, she fidgeted because she was so nervous. This would be her plan. She would test Starina to see if she was telling the truth. She would watch and see how fidgety she got. She would watch and see if Starina could answer her by looking her straight in the eye without fidgeting. Starina, how long have you lived in the Blue Grotto? asked Fajetta. For three centuries now, my entire life, it is the only home I have ever known, replied a very calm Starina as she looked Fajetta right in the eye. Fajetta still wasn't sure, so she asked another question. Starina, where am I? And why is this place called the Blue Grotto? You are on the island of Capri in Italy at the Blue Grotto. It is called the Blue Grotto because the sunlight hits the water in such a way that it shines back a brilliant blue. Fajetta was so calmed by Starina's voice and manner that she believed everything she said. But she felt she must give her one final test. Starina, why did you refuse to sing to Neptune? Why did you make him so angry that he stole your voice? Fajetta asked. I sing to Neptune every night. He never stole my voice. I still have it. Let me show you, she answered. Then Starina sang out one of the most melodic tunes that Fajetta had ever heard. She sounded like love and magic being spread over the ocean. Fajetta knew immediately that Starina was telling the truth. Starina, I believe you, she cried out. As Fajetta spoke, a giant wave swelled out of the ocean and came straight for her. Starina grabbed her tiny little hand and dove deep, deep under the water. Chapter 4 Fajetta could feel herself plunging deeper and deeper, and she grasped Starina's hand as tightly as she could. Starina sped through the ocean like a shooting star, leaving barely a flicker in her wake. They shot through seaweed over ruins, past colored fish, and through water tunnels. Fajetta felt as if she were on an underwater roller coaster. It was a fun ride, but a scary one. 
At last they arrived at the underwater entry to a white sea cave that led to the beach. Starina was out of breath as she looked at Vegeta and said, That was Belladonna causing the wave. She knows that you are with me, and she wants you back. She wants to send you to do her bidding on the island of Capri, so that she can have legs. You mustn't fall into her trap, or you will lose your voice and never find your way back to Goop World. Vegeta was getting nervous. She began to twitch and move her flag about. Starina looked at her and sang out a little tune, which instantly calmed her. Vegeta, in order to get you back home, you must stay calm and listen closely to everything I have to say. Can you do that? I can, I can, said Vegeta, but she was nervous on the inside. I know you're nervous, said Starina, but just use those nerves for energy. Just remember, that is all they are. Vegeta had never really thought about this before. She could use her nervousness for energy? This was a whole new way of looking at things, and she liked it. Well then, I have lots of energy, she said. Just tell me what to do. Belladonna will not stop chasing you, whether it is in the sea or on the land. She can transform herself and go on land for short periods. You must be very careful. Trust no one but yourself and listen to me carefully. Vegeta looked Starina straight in the eye and said, Tell me everything, and I will do exactly as you say. Starina knew she was ready, so she told her all she needed to know. You will go on to land and up into the island of Capri. Once you are on the island, you must look for two mermaids in the form of a door knocker. And all you have to do is knock once and make a wish, and it will be granted. But... You must be very careful. Remember, Belladonna is crafty. She can transform herself. I will do my best to guide you, but I can't leave the ocean. Stay calm and trust yourself. Listen for me along the way, and you will be okay. Can you do that? I can and I will, replied Fajetta, very calmly and confidently. She gave Starina a big hug and started up the steps to Capri. It was a long way up the hillside. Vegeta focused all her energy and used it to climb up the cliffs, waving her red flag back at Starina in the sea below. When she finally reached the top of the windy pathway, Vegeta found the most charming little town. She wandered the streets of Capri and stopped along the way to have a gelato. She listened to Italian music being played in the streets. She was relaxed and enjoying the journey. She knew she would soon find the mermaids, but in the meantime, she was going to take in all that Capri had to offer. Vegeta ambled down a side street and it grew quiet. The noise of the town was fading behind her. She remained calm and focused as she looked around. She didn't see any mermaids, so she kept going from street to street. After several hours, Vegeta was growing tired and decided to take a break. 
She sat down in an empty doorway and closed her eyes for just a moment. When she opened her eyes, the sun was going down and dusk was coming on. For the first time since she had arrived in the town of Capri, Fidgetta started to get scared. She began to fidget and move around. She was nervous now and very much wanted to find the mermaid door knocker before it was pitch dark. She stood up and looked around, and she noticed there were two door knockers on the door where she had been sleeping. She hadn't seen them before, but they were there now, and there were two mermaids on the door knockers. Vegeta reached up and grabbed one of the door knockers and was about to knock on it when she heard Starina sing to her from the sea. Vegeta, stay calm. Vegeta knew she could trust Starina, and she knew something was wrong. She let go of the door knocker and watched as it transformed into a lion's head holding a snake. She was stunned. She turned toward the sea and then looked back at the door, and this time there were two door knockers, and they were both lion's heads holding a snake. It will be dark soon. You had better choose, she heard a voice say. Fajetta remained calm on the outside, even though she was jumping on the inside. She looked up at the door knockers. She knew one of them was Belladonna, but she didn't know which one. The door knockers sat there in stone silence. Vegeta stared back and didn't blink an eye. Belladonna, I can hold this spell forever, she thought to herself. All I have to do is remain calm. Far in the sea below, Starina could feel what was happening. She sang out the most beautiful tune she could. She knew that Belladonna would be infuriated. She hated it when Starina sang, because she couldn't. Starina's tune filled the night air, and the whole island stopped to listen. Belladonna was filled with jealousy, and she couldn't stand it anymore. Starina! She hissed. And as she did so, she released her hold over the mermaid door knocker. Vegeta looked up to see the mermaids, and she hopped up and took a knock on the door knocker as she made her wish to be back home. With one knock, she felt herself swirling back through a tunnel of water while Starina sang to her until she was finally deposited back in the magic forest. She immediately got up to look for Sulky, but he was nowhere to be found as he was stuck in a Moroccan souk with snakes. But that is a tale for another time. I hope you enjoyed Fijetta and the Blue Grotto. And if you did, I would love it and be very grateful if you would rate it and review it on iTunes. So now it's your turn to see the pictures that go with Fijetta and the Blue Grotto and to ignite your own imagination and write a story ending for Fijetta and the Blue Grotto. Just go to gooptales.com forward slash episode 16. That's one six. So gooptales.com forward slash episode 16. And you will be able to see all of the photos that go with this story. 
And in every one of the photos, there is a tiny hidden Vegeta. Sometimes she's really hard to find, so you need to go through those photos and find her in every one. And on that same page, you'll be able to download the first half of this story, and then I invite you to write the story ending and submit it online at gooptales.com for publication. So that's it for this story, and I will see you next time in Goop Tales Episode 17, Sulky and the Moroccan Souk. <laughs>